Send. Send. Oh, hello there. My name is John McAfee. I'm the founder of the McAfee Antivirus Software Company. Although I've had nothing to do with this company for over 15 years, I still get volumes of mail asking, how do I uninstall this software? I have no idea. Well, not completely, you know. I mean, it's always there. It's watching. It's been watching me for years. Every time I turn on the fucking computer, it's there looking at me. You know, something went wrong. 15 years ago, I had some beautiful software and they took it over. I don't know what they did. It was like the time I hired that Bangkok prostitute to do my taxes while I fucked my accountant. It was terrible. The same fucking thing is going on now. But I know what to do. I know exactly what to do. Believe me, I've got a fucking solution right here. up Alejandro sorry the world didn't end <laughs> you still gotta pay your bills oh so I read that that she said that but I thought she meant like she didn't pay her bills that's why the world didn't end I, I misread everything I was not paying but yeah you should pay your bills yeah that reminds me I need to pay my internet and cable bill yeah, I just paid my house payment my car payment but with that said everybody welcome to episode 174 of the Art and Table Do America podcast I'm your host and the place to be Mr. Jacob P sitting right across from me is the brown recluse, Mr. Art Trail. Art, say hello to the millions. And millions. What's up, motherfuckers? I hope you guys are doing well. hope you guys are alive and well. Um, hope, I'm glad you guys didn't die during the apocalypse yesterday. It was mm-hmm. crazy. Some people died. Not us, though. Uh, but we are living in a parallel universe. Definitely. Oh, yeah. Some other universe that definitely ended. Um, but just to make sure you guys don't die, make sure to go to Caveman Coffee check out their entire inventory sorry that was cavemancoffee.com in case you weren't aware that they had a website but they do have a website go to cavemancoffee.com check out their entire inventory of coffee beans uh cold brews jacob likes the cold brew i like the hibiscus tea i don't really drink caffeine but they have decaf coffee which is perfect for me so check it all out they have hats on sale right now uh christmas is coming up and nothing's better than giving someone the gift of coffee. Silver bells. I know we're like four months away, but still, <laughs> let's get shopping now. That way you don't have to worry about shipping all that shit later on down the line. Yes. So when you find what you want, what you want, what you really, really want, uh, type in America at checkout. 
and you will receive 15% off. That 15% goes towards helping the podcast, which we also greatly appreciate. And when you get what your desired item was, take a picture of it and tag us, tag them, show it off on your Instagrammies. And um, that's it. We greatly appreciate that. Jacob? So with that said, everybody, make sure you check out our other sponsor, the great, the powerful, the beautiful, the very flavorful. El Yucateco Hot Sauce. Guys, the kings of flavor since 1968. That is 50 plus years of flavor town. So make sure you go wherever, wherever they sell food and get yourself some El Yucateco. Right here in front of me, I have the Caribbean flavor. Make sure, yeah, Caribbean. (laughs) I didn't want to say it was wrong. I I just woke up, guys. I literally, I slammed a whole pot of caveman coffee. Um, and I actually put this Caribbean on my breakfast today, so I made a little, you know, egg and turkey sausage and um, hash brown, a uh, little concoction or whatever. And I put probably about that much. If you see the bottle, it was right here. I put about that much on there, guys. Super delicious. I just had some spit come out of my mouth right now. Probably COVID-free since '93, COVID right free. there. I just got tested. And I, they told me I don't have it. So God bless. <laughs> so. Make sure you go wherever they sell food. I put the Caribbean up here because of today's topic. You know, it has a lot to do with the Caribbean, yeah, Belize definitely. or whatever. Good so I just choice. thought it was only proper. But guys, Caribbean tastes super good on fucking chicken. Like that's like that's that's my bread and butter is you know chicken breast and hot sauce. And you know usually I put the black on. That's my personal favorite. But I've been messing with this Caribbean. Caribbean tastes super delicious on any kind of chicken product like eggs or chicken breast, if you will. Because chicken breast, let's be honest kind of tastes dry as shit so if you put this caribbean on mwah, el excelente i agree unless you marinate it for the last 48 hours but who has that time i don't i don't have that time the world was gonna end so i was like fuck yeah, it why fuck it i'll eat it, dry. I'll eat it raw <laughs> <laughs> just put all you on it yeah there you go um, save your dry ass chicken <laughs> damn well we just recorded a patreon episode also guys if you are not subscribed to the patreon get your ass on patreon and all we ask for is one dollar we're not asking you you know put five dollars down we're not asking you to put twenty dollars down like alejandro we're not even asking you to put fifty dollars down like the beautiful nicole smith bosch does yeah, but but hey, if you want to do that, I won't stop you either. But all we ask for is just one dollar, one dollar yeah. in the collection plate, everybody. We're not trying to be millionaires. We're not trying to be hundred millionaire, hundred thousand millionaires. I don't know what it That's is. Whatever John Malcolm, John Malcolm X, <laughs> <laughs> whatever John McAfee Malcolm had bitch. in the bank account or has in the bank account. We're not trying to get to that level. We're just trying to get enough money to get the podcast going to the next fucking level, two thousand one level. There's levels to this shit, baby. Guy, oh, I was guys. Jacob, <laughs> what are we talking about? Today? Well, we kind of alluded to it yeah. um, here and there. Um, you pitched this topic to me um, Sunday or right after we got re- done recording or whatever, right? I, I believe you drove, you know, to the two minutes it takes you to get back to your house. You're like, how about we talk about John McAfee? And I was like, what, the computer software guy? And you're like, yeah. And I was like, you sent me the YouTube video. And I was like, holy crap, this guy's crazy as shit. He's crazy. So before we get into the episode... Just for anybody just casually listening, don't know anything about John um, Malkovich. John, I, I was going to say that. <laughs> John McAfee. Yeah, I know you implanted that in my mind. Um, this guy, if you, everybody knows who Joe Exotic is, the Tiger King, right? <laughs> Think of that married with fucking uh, Hank Scorpio. 
Homer's boss that, you know, uh, evil genius boss that he leaves Mr. Burns for, you know, in that episode of The Simpsons where he gets hired by Hank Scorpio. He has the flamethrower. He has, like, this fucking lair and uh, fucking volcano and shit. And he fights and kills James Bond and whatnot. And he's just, like, this crazy eccentric billionaire. Think of those two personalities, and that's who John McAfee is, not John Malkovich. (laughs) Speaking of that character, you texted me that, that that's who this reminded you of. The the person that played him in that episode was that the uh, redheaded kid from the Partridge family? Oh, Danny Bonaducci. Is, is that Danny Bonaducci? No, it's the um, the guy from Drive, um, uh, the gangster guy that that, that dies with. Um, oh, what's his the name? guy that dies with the strippers? No, 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 no. Um, who's the lead in that movie? Uh, not the quarterback from the L.A. Rams, but um, not the guy. Not the guy that's the tell boy, right? No, the other one, the one that's like a lower end boss in there. Yeah, like the curly haired guy. Okay, but all right. Then they meet up at the end. Spoiler alert: This movie's been out for like over ten years yeah, or whatever. It's a great but, movie. Should have seen it by now. Yeah, I have that jacket by the way. Um, Ryan, Go- yeah, him and Ryan Gosling meet at the end or whatever, and they both kind of like kill each other, except for Ryan Gosling. He gives a very handsome smile and he lives on. Uh huh. I guess that's the way I interpret it. But yeah, the other guy, yeah, he voices Hank Scorpio. Oh, okay. That's a good, that's a good one. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Have you, so you had never heard of this guy before, right? No, I had not. I mean, I know about the software because if you've Everybody owned knows. a computer between 1995 and now, like anytime you start up your computer, it's like McAfee's doing a fucking virus scan. And I always uninstall it because it does the shittiest job of fucking scanning for viruses and actually does more harm to my computer than good because yeah. i think one point like one of my computers like it just was forever scanning and it would not let me use any other program so i basically had to buy a new computer because of that bullshit that must have been like during your limewire days yes so yeah i mean i knew of him i i had heard of him back in like 2012 but i didn't even put two and two together that he was the guy that did the antivirus stuff so I was just like, oh, okay. I just saw like a news article about him and like he is doing something in 2012. I don't remember. I think that might have been when he was like in Belize or something. But, oh, okay. But um, but that's when I first heard about him. So it was like a while back. It was like some like funny daily show kind of thing where it was just like, oh, okay, whatever. Same thing with Joe Exotic. Like the, when I, you pitched the Joe Exotic episode, I was like, yeah, he's the guy that ran for president. I remember that from the Daily Show, <laughs> yeah. but I don't I don't know anything else about him. I know he's crazy, but that's it. That's kind of how I knew about this guy, and I was like, it's, it's time we fucking do this. Like, yeah. let's do this fucking character now. Yeah, I know I really wanted to do the biography of Barbara Walters this week, uh, but we'll, we'll, <laughs> we'll save that. We'll kick that can down the road. I don't know about Barbara Walters. <laughs> All right. <let's laughs> Maybe. No, never mind. <laughs> Anyways, do you want to get into the early life of yeah, Mr. I mean, John McAvee? Early, early life. I mean, he. One of the things that threw me off about him was really interesting. He was born in 1945 in the UK. Which, spoiler alert, he tries to run for president later on, and it wasn't until later on I had to do a little more digging where I found out that he was born on a military base to an American father and a British mother, and that's why he like has dual citizenship and why mm-hmm. he could run for president. 
But at first I was like, oh, maybe it's a fucking joke. Maybe he's trying to do the Arnold Schwarzenegger road of like, <laughs> I'm going to try to run for president by like changing the law okay. kind of thing. But I, I honestly, that's not even in the Wikipedia. Like, yeah, I didn't see that in there. I had to do like more digging. I know. I had to so, go to the dark web myself. Yeah. I Turn I, off the McAfee scanning system. Go to the dark web. <laughs> yeah. I did not see anything about that. But yeah, I mean, the guy was like super intelligent. Um Real quick, like the actual like place he was born was interesting as fuck too because it was called Cinderford, uh, for in the Forest of Dean in Gloucestershire, United the uh, United Kingdom. So I just uh-huh. thought that was interesting. He was born in the Forest of Dean, like it was just like yeah, this motherfucker would be born in like some English ass fucking forest and Dude, shit. Everything in like the UK just sounds haunted as fuck. Yeah, like every forest, every castle. Every fucking Starbucks is haunted as hell. Every body of water. It's not a body of water. It's a fucking moat. That's a ghost you're drinking. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's ridiculous. The ghost of Duke of Earl, King Charles the Fourth. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Sam Sharon. There's a horrible fucking oh, English accent. A, we got to get that guy back on. Anyways, um, uh, he did receive his bachelor's from Roanoke College, which sounds like dope as fuck. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't even know where that's at. Is that, do you know where that's at? Is that in, in the United States? Oh, it's in Virginia? Oh. Yeah. It sounds cooler than that, but I thought it was gonna be like in like, like Norway or something. Like <laughs> I don't know, it sounded cool as hell. Um, but he does receive his degree in mathematics, which he later brags about. I don't know if you watch his YouTube channel. His YouTube channel is very alive and, and well, mm. and he still posts relatively regularly. And he always brags about. Oh, and he was also a guest on like Infowars. He's big on Infowars. Oh yeah, of course he would be. Yeah, and like. Did you watch the interview he does with Infowars? No. Oh my god, he keeps bragging about how he's like a math major, and they keep. It's funny because in that interview they ask him like, "So you were kind of wrong on uh, cryptocurrency," and he's like, "Well, of course I was wrong. Like, <laughs> like nobody was right about cryptocurrency." Did like, you see what he said about Bitcoin? No, what did he say? Oh shit. Okay. Oh, do you, we don't have to get there now, but it's up to you. You want to say it now? Oh yeah. Yeah, go for we'll, it. Let's load the yeah. the front part of the episode yeah. up for all these like short attention span motherfuckers. He said about Bitcoin. He goes, everybody better invest in it now, uh, because in about a year or so from now, it's gonna be, one Bitcoin is gonna be worth uh, five hundred thousand dollars, and if it's not, I will eat my own dick. <laughs> And then later on, that year came and passed, and he goes, well, it's going to be worth a million dollars from now. And if it's not worth a million dollars for a, a year from now, I will eat my own dick. Obviously, I don't know if he's ate his own dick. The prostitutes he likes to hang out with, beg to differ. Yeah, I don't think he did it. Something tells me he's a fiver. Yeah, he's not <laughs> hanging out with Romstein. No, no, not at all. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, the guy's like super well-educated. He seems like he has his head on straight at this point during his college years. On paper. On paper. And really, like, I'll be completely honest with you, his college years and his upbringing are relatively mundane. He does lose his father, I think, when he's in high school, which is, I'm sure, traumatic to him. Yeah, to suicide. Yeah. Um, but other than that, I mean, it seems like not that crazy of an upbringing that, you know, you wouldn't separate him from a Bill Gates or yeah anything like that. Like, you know, I mean, I think trauma hits everyone. But, I mean, it doesn't seem that abnormal at this point. Really, it's really after college that the first story that I saw that was pretty interesting. He starts getting, he gets a job working for NASA. 
Mm-hmm. And during that time period, he becomes heavily addicted to cocaine. Mm-hmm. And like, which I just found super interesting that he was like super coked out, like a coked out astronaut. Which, if you <laughs> listen to this podcast, you know I have my beefs with with NASA and that whole moon landing thing. Yeah. But this is another another check on my side that NASA you hired a coked out job Mac <laughs> how did this guy get through your hiring process that's how you get through the Van Allen belt you yeah. have to do a fucking line of cocaine you're just so coked out you don't give a fuck but you bring up that yeah he worked for NASA which in itself like that's like a, a resume like you you graduate from Roanoke College it just sounds badass on paper isn't your street Roanoke maybe I don't know I don't know if I want that out there oh sorry <laughs> Sorry, I'm so sorry. <laughs> it's cool. I got two 200-pound German Shepherds. Come see me, bro. <laughs> but anyways, uh, between 1968 and like the early 80s, like he, okay, yeah, he's a full-fledged fucking drug addict. He's a fucking alcoholic. Uh, he even, you know, said that he was following his dad's own path where he's just like, I was just going to drink myself to death. But he lands all these badass fucking jobs because he's so much of a, you know, a fucking uh, pro, uh, prodigy. Yeah. He works for NASA as a you know programmer he works as a software designer for univac which is like a you know, huge important corporation he's an os architect you know operating systems architect for xerox company um and then as well as he worked he like he talked his way he had no you know experience with this he talked his way into being um a person that the missouri pacific railroad station he you know talked his way into controlling that whole company at a very young, like 21, 22. We're uh-huh. still, we're still recommending CDs at the fucking yeah. uh, electronics department at Target at oh, this point definitely. of our lives. But this motherfucker's running the whole railroad system in fucking uh, Missouri and shit. Uh, but what he says is before every shift, he would drop a tab of acid before every shift and whatnot. But that started to get old. Like he started to, uh, to get immune to it and build up a tolerance. And so what he did one day, on his last day of work, didn't he didn't plan on being his last day of work? Is that he snorted a whole bag of fucking DMT, and they said they didn't find him till two days later. But he was naked, hiding behind the trash can bin behind the work. That sounds amazing. Yeah. Like th- this whole guy is like living his best life. It it sounds it sounds like he. He is definitely a product of the like '60s era of free love and like drugs everywhere and mm-hmm. like, you know, I think that whenever you are f- surrounded by yes men and money will do that for you, you don't have to grow up like Kanye West. Like oh. K- Kanye West is like a emotional midget in, <laughs> in the sense that like he doesn't seem to heal from from his traumas that happened years and years in the past. And this guy, like, what we'll get to in the future, like, it seems like he's still living, like, he's living in the 1960s of, like, I'm going to be surrounded by, like, random women and cocaine and, like, all the, I'm going to do dumb shit. And, like, because he's been surrounded by yes men since, like, a very young age, which, like, man, it's it's tough to see, but, like, but it's still funny to see. That. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, it sounds fucked up, but it is kind of entertaining to see. And to add on to that, like he said, like in an interview with like 2020 or something like that, he doesn't consider any of this real. It's kind of like like an Elon Musk moment where he says everything is a hallucina- hallucination. So he's pretty much doing all this crazy shit. Joe Exotic was fucking just crazy because he was a crazy fucking dude, right? Yeah. And he was also on crystal meth. But 
he knew what he was doing. Everything he did, like when he shot a tiger in the head and he fucking made two straight guys fall in love with him and whatnot <laughs> and sing really bad country music that he didn't even really sing. Um, he knew what he was doing. John McAfee says that everything is a hallucination. Nothing that he's doing is real. This is all just a dream to him. Which is an interesting theory. Like, we've kind of touched on that with, like, we've touched on that. What, what episode was that? I don't know. Like, parallel universes. Parallel universes. Or uh, simulation Simulation theory. theory. I there couldn't put go. my finger on it. But, yeah, you're right. Yeah. We've touched on that. It's possible, but at the same time, even in that simulation, you still have control over your actions. Mm-hmm. To the point where it's like, then, like, you are aware that there's still, like, a social contract and all this stuff. Like, you just can't, like, go around shooting people in the head or shooting yourself and, like, expecting yourself to be fine. Um, but still, like, the dude is, like, fucking crazy it, and, like, still being super successful. Mm-hmm. Like, you can't knock his success. Like, he's... He's like the Dennis Rodman of the fucking computer programming world. Yeah, as soon as he laces up his, like, fucking Nikes, like, he's ready to go. <laughs> yeah. And, like, in 1987... um he does create the the famous McAfee antivirus, which is like the very first like commercially used antivirus software. Yeah, and at this point, like viruses were still like a really rare thing. Mm-hmm. There was one virus I forgot what it's called. I think the it's brain called virus. The brain virus is that yeah, what it's called? That's the one I had written. I thought down. it was called like the McDonald's virus or something like or Mac what? something virus. I, you, you're probably right though. You get brain. a free hash brown every time you fucking boot know. up your computer. I, I could have sworn it was called like the McDonald's virus, but you're probably right. Or maybe McDonald's was the company that was affected by it. <laughs> I don't know. But yeah, the brain virus also uh, sounds familiar. Yeah, he got like a, a early copy of it because I guess like uh, the people who invented that virus, which was subsec- subsequently, um, you know, one of the first computer viruses, if not the first, I believe, and it was, you know, written basically to keep people from, you know, stealing this these two brothers' software. And so what it would do is is it would, you know, keep your computer from fully booting up and it would put like um this like message on your computer saying, Welcome to Dungeon or whatever, right? And so I guess McAfee got like, you know, a copy of this and was like, Oh, I know how to fix this problem and that's how he was able to develop um, you know, the McCaffrey virus scan. While he was by the way, he works for NASA, he works for Xerox, he works for all these badass companies. By the way, working for Lockheed Martin. So he's got yeah. like this badass fucking job already. Yeah, no, the guy is no slouch at all. Like he's working hard. I mean, he's probably not sleeping because of all that fucking cocaine he's doing, but yeah. The guy is working hard. And the fact that he develops this like way ahead of its of its era, like those are the types of things that like now come pre-installed in most computers. I think Apple has done a much better job because you don't even need antivirus now. It's just a Apple. chip, yeah, in your yeah. computer, yeah. So like it's it's outdated now, yes, but at the time it's like those first couple of years, the first like twenty five years of computers in general are just like the wild west of computing. Mm-hmm. Like at that point, there is no like deep web, like there's no like uh everything's just there for the taking. So you have motherfuckers going on and they're dial up like <laughs> phone internet to like some like crazy like murdering site getting like viruses and not knowing why why they're getting them. Yeah. So it was important. He was ahead of his time, but like the shit does suck now. Like that is like definitely not something I would want on my computer. It's more of a nuisance than it is uh, an aid, yeah. <laughs> if you will. Um, but while he found he founds the company uh, McCaffrey in 1987, again it's like this 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 um, dichotomy of like this is really inventive, very valuable product, but at the same time, like he always has to put the McCaffrey touch. Mac- 
McCaffrey. McCaffrey touch. McAfee touch. McAfee touch, yeah. Now I want to say John Malkovich every time I talk and shit. Uh, McAfee touch on it where um, I don't know if you saw this or not, but the they would have sex contests in the headquarters of <laughs> the McAfee Corporation's building. So uh, they said that they would have cleaning ladies like on call 24 hours a day because there would just be jizz like all over like the desks, like all over the computer uh-huh. screens. It was like that. That part in Superbad where like Seth Rogen was like, I just thought like we came in with like a like a, a black light and there was just gonna be like cum all over the place. <laughs> like that that he was basically describing like yeah. McAfee's like office and shit. But like all the employees were fucking and like they would hold like secret like sex parties. So basically, uh, like when you hear like you know QAnon fucking followers talk about how like <laughs> the, all the Democrats are fucking. <laughs> You know, having sex, satanic sex parties. They're really talking about John McAfee's fucking business from like '87 because there's pictures of him like dressed up as like Baphomet and shit. Like they're like bringing in like these sex cults like after hours. Like, all right, guys, it's it's clock out time. And all of a sudden, like they're like there's all these like satanic like sex Satan worshippers and shit coming in, and they're fucking with like goat head masks on there and shit. And I was like, wow, this is this fucking really happened and whatnot. And all the while this is happening, like this computer program is finding its way on every single computer across America, making the country or making the company millions of dollars. And the company goes public in 1992 and homeboy leaves two years later. Yeah. Like, tell me, does that make any sense? He leaves at a great time, actually. Yeah. The the uh, the technology itself starts to stall in general. And at this point, competitors are coming out of the work. I think it's like, Norton. Norton is out there and like and, and there's really not a lot of difference between Norton and McAfee like it's the same fucking thing like whatever you're going to pay like 1999 or $20 a month for your service like it's it's the same bullshit he gets out at a good time and like he cashes the fuck in which is genius on his mm-hmm. part I thought it, I thought it was genius especially looking back at it now that like antivirus is like almost like Obsolete. not even yeah it's like yeah. who needs that shit but he leaves and he makes that 100 Hundred million, hundred million dollars. Hundred million dollars. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He. He. Hey. Good timing. Good timing on his part. So he's the original Conor McGregor. <laughs> yeah. He. Le- he leaves at a great time. Why you think the UFC is gonna go under? Oh no no I'm just saying though like <laughs> oh. that hundred million dollar. Oh okay I was gonna say like and then if, he goes crazy if Conor McGregor like dipped on the UFC and then the UFC started going downhill like then I'd be like oh my god Conor that was genius. An argument can be made that they are kind of going. They down. They are kind of going down. They I don't know if there's there's no true superstar, and there's hasn't been like a fight where I'm like that was that was iconic and since like probably nah not the McGregor Cowboy fight but. Probably since McGregor and, oh, I guess the Diaz and Moscadol fight was pretty good. But anyways, there hasn't been that much greatness coming from the UFC in the last, like, three years. Yeah. Um. Anyways, he leaves at a great time. The dude, like, fucking cashes in. Did you see, like, his fluctuation of money, though? Like, yeah. Okay, this is one of the things that I got stuck on. Because according to Wikipedia, he lost, like... A majority of the money. He went from like a hundred million to like four million. Four million, yes. Which I actually think that he did lose most of it. I think that a lot of the times, because if you watch his interviews, he's like, "I could be lying," <laughs> and like, and like, because he wants to like still have clout, I guess, of yeah. like, I'm still rich. But the dude like lives in Portland now in like a one bedroom apartment <laughs> with like his like prostitute wife. No offense to sex workers, like keep doing what you're doing, but it's not like. 
Yeah. Uh, it's just not really the life of like a multi-millionaire life. It's like a dude that's probably holding. Do you remember the movie um, Blank Check? <laughs> yeah. So it reminds me of like towards the end of Blank Check where he's like just counting his money and he's like, $700, that's all I got? Like that's what I imagine he's doing right now where he's like, oh my God, I'm down to my last 700. He's just like doing like that whole like chip like roll like you see like gamblers do, but he's doing it with like actual like quarters and shit. Yeah. I hear there's a change storage. So he's like doing that over and over <laughs> again and shit. But um, yeah, I mean, he does make a lot of bad investments. He has, a, he had a spending or has had, had, and probably always will have a spending problem, but he always seems to like, you know, dig himself out of the ditch. But he, the way he lost most of that money though is, is like through real estate um to me like that's always like one of the best investments but also one of the like the riskiest investments too because he builds like all these like really elaborate mansions i believe worth like 300 million or whatever and whatnot i don't know um but like it's right around like when that whole you know 2008 you know financial economy crash yeah and it was all due to like you know shady real estate deals or whatever and he was fully invested in that so that's how he loses the majority of the hundred million dollars on paper I'm pretty sure he had like some offshore accounts and whatnot yeah. because he's starting like all these like really profitable businesses and profitable, you know, intellectual properties. One of them was, um, powwow. Yes. And I did not know this. <laughs> and this one, this is a crazy fucking company too. But, um, the genius behind powwow is it was pretty much the first IM service. I always thought that it was AOL instant messenger or ICQ or whatever, or Yahoo messenger or whatever, but no, it was actually powwow. So my understanding of powwow, do you remember the episode of The Office where Ryan creates, I think it's called like Bark or something like that? Oh, yeah. Where like, so it, I think that was always supposed to be a parody of powwow. Uh-huh. But obviously they can't say like, oh, this is like powwow. Like it's a clear, this is going to fail kind of thing because nobody uses it. And in the episode, they still use faxes. They're like, and you get a fax and a text and an email all at the same time. That's <laughs> Bark. And that's like, that's kind of how powwow was, where it's like this is technology that's not going to be around. Like, oh, you get you get a page on your beeper, <laughs> and you get an email or something like that. Like, it's something ridiculous, or it's like, it, but, beepers sound like they're going to be the wave of the future. But the reality is, like, after like 1999, like nobody used them. No, yeah, cell phones <laughs> came and said, "Hold yeah. my beer." But yeah, the, the but the one good thing that you got from powwow was that the whole instant message model. So yeah. I mean, think you know, AOL kind of like capitalized on it and made it even better. But that that's the one thing that I thought was interesting too. But like with McAfee, there's always like this dichotomy of like, okay, there's going to be some crazy Joe Exotic thing attached to it. So yeah. he he sold he had this company set up in Colorado, and he pitched it pretty much as a company by Native Americans for Native Native Americans, you know, pr- to to help benefit Native Americans or whatever. Because at this time, like, he's super into yoga. He's super into spirituality. He's basically, like, one of those, like, rednecks that are, like, like have, like, a dream catcher, like, in their, by their fireplace or whatever. Like, they're white as shit, but they claim that they have, they're, like, 118th fucking Cherokee or whatever. So he's, like, super, like, into, like, you know, Native American spiritualism. That's why he names the company fucking Pow Wow or whatever. But he pretty much pitches it as, like, a way to, like, help Native Americans. But he's pretty much just helping his cocaine habit. Dude, that whole thing was like a fucking cult. Like, even like the videos of like him doing that, where he's like sitting in front of a room. It looks very much like hot yoga, which I'm a huge fan of hot yoga. But the the line between hot yoga and starting your own cult is actually very thin. Like, it's supposed to be like relaxing and spiritual at the same time. 
And it's only like once you start adding like a charge and like now you also have to like jizz on each other. Yeah. <laughs> like, trust me, this gets to stress out. Like, <laughs> like it's, I feel like he's that dude that would blur those lines of like, let's just jizz. Like, <laughs> like <laughs> it's just so weird. Like, I didn't see any of those things. Apparently, a lot of people spoke really highly of him during this time period. Mm-hmm. So maybe that's the one thing that got him off Coke was, like, all the fucking yoga. Yeah. But, like, it, it still seemed very cultish. Like, he was, like, five minutes away from, like, shaving his head and, like, tattooing, like, fucking, like, our Lord Zordon. is <laughs> <laughs> like, coming down. September 5th will is be Zordon the Zordon from uh, Power, Rangers. Power Rangers. Okay. Yeah. But he's bald, though. You, had, you were he's down the right path. Guy. Cool. Uh, <laughs> but anyways, um, it's about this time too. Um, you know, he's he's trying to recover from you know the fucking financial cr- uh, crash, um, uh, but he's also landing himself in trouble with the uh, the IRS and you know the federales, if you will, because he fucking he states that hey, I haven't paid taxes in over ten years. Now, you know, ask Wesley Snipes, like, nobody's above paying their taxes right mm-hmm. now, right? So he, he flees to Belize, and this is where I think the story really <laughs> takes off. Yeah, th- just this be- is where the story's at. Because he's super paranoid that the government's going to assassinate him over back taxes. And it's funny you say, like, the super paranoid part, because I do think that he strikes me as a person that's been paranoid for a while, obviously, to create an antivirus when there's really not a lot of need for it, yeah, kind of shows you his level of paranoia. But at the same time, it's always smart to be cautious. So um, looking back at these Belize times, like he just seems so fucking like insanely paranoid to the point where like, did you watch any of the interviews he did during this time period? Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Like he thought everyone was out uh, to get him. I guess there was like some local politician in like Belize that was like, he was like, not scared of he won't admit to being scared <laughs> but he was hiring a lot of like fucking weirdo goons that were just like shady fucking like ms13 looking dudes by the way that's a topic we should touch sometime hell yeah we should um that one i'm scared to do though <laughs> it's kind of like the the biker gang episodes that we yeah. do like I, I always like want those are always like our most downloaded episodes just because like everybody in the fucking biker club or biker game or whatever they download it and listen to it and they always like have some critique and then at one point, like somebody from the Hells Angels and the Mongols were like arguing and getting ready to meet up to fucking duke it out or kill each other and shit on our Instagram. So I just deleted the whole fucking post because I was like, I don't want to be an accessory to murder on this Damn. shit. But anyways, I digress. Yeah, that's that's a scary topic. But yeah, I mean, these dudes were pretty scary looking dudes. Like they're just walking around with like machine guns mm-hmm. and like machetes and all this shit. And not only are they walking around with machine guns, but they're walking around with like dirty ass machine guns too, like rusted out and shit, which scares me even more, dude. It's like nothing's scarier than a rusty butcher's knife. Yeah, this is like when like the Soviets were still <laughs> occupying like the jungle to like try <laughs> to get information on the U.S. or something like it, yeah, they were not like your top end like Rambo machine gun like. But they're gonna give you fucking uh, tetanus. Yeah, like don't get <laughs> scratched. Do not get a scratch from that machine gun. <laughs> you will have to get a tetanus shot. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty scary shit. Yeah, but he flees to Belize, um, you know, because he's you know afraid of you know the U.S. authorities. Um, but he he doesn't say that at face value he's not saying that at face value oh i'm fleeing belize get away from the u.s government or whatever uh but he's using it as an excuse to develop herbs and antibiotics and he meets this lady allison um 
Adenanzio. I'm, I know I'm mispronouncing it. I'm sorry, Allison. I know you had some trauma later on with this, so I apologize. But anyways, he meets this girl, and she, I think she was like a professor or like somebody high up at Harvard yeah. that was um, trying to develop like antibiotics from like the certain plant that only grew in this area of Belize. And um, John McAfee was like sold, like fucking all the way. So he takes like some of his $4 million dollars. And he starts building like these fucking elaborate ass labs in the jungles of fucking Belize or whatever so that she can do her research. She quits her fucking cushy job at Harvard or wherever she's working at. Totally like, you know, inv- invests all of her time and energy to being in Belize and, you know, trying to come up with these antibiotics, you know, from this plant. It's like super ahead of its time. Um, the The science behind it. I mean, I didn't go into super in depth on this. Mm-hmm. I did click the link here. I think it's called. Querum seizing. Uh-huh. I, mean, I might have written that wrong, but yeah, he develops this company. I think it's called Quantum X. That's what I. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Did you already say that? No, uh, no, no. no. I haven't oh, said that. But but yeah, Quantum X is a company, and they're trying to develop this whole thing with like antibiotics, and it's fucking like way ahead of its time. This I will give him credit for. Like he fucking took a leap of faith on this. Got like, and it's not like he just got like some fucking hippie he met in like the fucking desert on his way to Vegas. <laughs> yeah. Like, like this, like she, she She's knew legit. her shit. Like she knew her shit. She was legit. And she was not just like some student that just graduated. She was like a hot shot coming from that area. Mm-hmm. And like, I, I think whenever you see someone like, Hey, this is the dude that invented the antivirus. Like he's a millionaire. Like I can trust this guy. Like it, it started to, it looked on paper, this shit looks legit. Like this looks really legit. And, this is also where like the downfall on his like mental state, in my opinion, starts to happen because he blames a lot of like the bad things that happened to his, to him on this, like on having quantum X Mm -hmm. and a lot of it. And I don't know if people think that he was like trying to become Pablo Escobar or some shit. That's what it seemed like. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I mean, it's, it all seems legit. It doesn't look like he's, it looks like he's doing coke, but I don't think he's like actually trying to like make coke in the jungle. Like, no, yeah. It looks like he's actually trying to find like some kind of medical cure, and I think that the locals are probably like this motherfucker is trying to come in here and be Pablo Escobar or some yeah. shit. Yeah, because it does. I mean, somebody in one of the documentaries I was watching, they were saying like it just seems like if you're trying to look at some of our plants or whatever, why do you have to have all these MS13 motherfuckers with machine guns walking around? Why do you have to have a fucking literally a moat? Yeah. <laughs> you know, built around like your labs with like elaborate gates and, you know, security measures and whatnot. Like that just seems like something Pablo Escobar would do, which leads into like him getting raided by, um, you know, their, you know, gang unit, you know, down there in Belize. And so what they do is they, you know, they capture him. He goes to jail for one day because he gets off because the drugs that they actually do find is something called an MDPV, which he labeled as perv powder, which <laughs> he's <laughs> he a said, wacky guy. He says that it was the most elaborate bath salt, sex bath salt that you can take because if you take one drop of this, you will be arrested simply for stepping out of your house because you'll be arrested for indecent behavior or molestation. And he says, you're, he goes, one drop of this will give you such sore genitals because all you'll be doing was like just hours of fucking. And one of his favorite activities to do when he was in Belize is hang out at this place called Lover's Bar and just bang all the prostitutes. Now, there is a documentary that, you know, Art and I were unable to watch because we're poor. We don't have enough patrons. Don't have Showtime, guys. We don't have Showtime, so we couldn't watch Gringo, which I guess goes into elaborate detail, but I saw some of, like, the cuts from that, 
and the prostitutes that you know would hang out with him said that hey like it wasn't as simple like hey here's fifty dollars you know here's a blowy here's fifty here's a hundred dollars let's you know you know fuck for a couple hours or whatever like no like he would wake up at eight o'clock and bang you up until like 10 p.m when he would go to sleep or whatever like it was just like non-stop and um it was because of this auxiliary drug that they were developing in these labs called mdpv and um it got to a point too that like he would with anything like with people that you know they're always trying to take things to the next level like he <laughs> this is like the most hilarious part you know you know sex just becomes not enough like you, you have to keep stepping up getting kinkier and whatnot yeah and it would start to rub some of the prostitutes the wrong way to where like some of them were actually trying to make you know attempts at his life and shit and it kind of explains you know why he started to increase security and whatnot well he had like seven in particular prostitutes slash girlfriends mm-hmm. that lived with him like those were like his main girls but yeah like he, you know what? Do you remember that um, Kill Bill Volume Two when uh, she goes into yep. the jungle? That's what I like, just kept thinking. Like he yep. would go into those like hut, like looking places with a bunch of like prostitutes just laying around everywhere, having to wipe like the yeah. fucking herpes off the lip. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but he starts to get kinkier and kinkier. And one of the interviews I saw, like they had like these thick like fucking Caribbean accents, to where like I didn't understand what they were saying. Like even the interviewer didn't understand what she was saying. But like they said that. One day I had to leave because I, it went against my personal personal beliefs, and they're like, well, "Why? What? What happened?" Well, he was really into Scott sex, and he's like, "Scott sex? Like, like you're fucking doing fucking Scott?" <laughs> he's just no Scott, Scott, like like poop shit. He he would make me sit oh, in the no. hammock and cut a hole out, you know, around my bunghole, and I would shit in his mouth, <laughs> and I thought it was really horrible. And then some prostitutes are like all about it. Like, you gonna give me two thousand dollars so I can shit in your mouth? Oh fuck yeah! Like that, that's better than you banging me for fucking twelve hours and shit. That's not that weird. I, I'm okay with his like scat shit, but he was like very pro like underage girl stuff too. Oh really? Yeah, like, um, he he was like almost like braggadocious about this shit. Like where he's like. She's 17 years old, but I guess down here that's legal or something like that. Yeah. Which I guess it is legal over there. Like, I guess like 17 is like the legal age over there. I did see that he was like on a very early episode of Joe Rogan and Joe Rogan was like asking. Then this is like when Joe Rogan was like doing this, like pretty much in his spare bedroom like us or whatever. Uh-huh. And the room was like all dark and they were filming it with like a Fuji camera. Or whatever. I was going to sit it down, but it was like two hours long. And I was like, I'm not going to sit here for two hours. To yeah. Watch it. I saw one clip of it because I couldn't. I couldn't, um, I was, was listening to the new Miley Cyrus interview on <laughs> Rogan. But anyways, um, they were asking me about, they're like, I, we hear that you, you, you have a lot of underage girlfriends. And, um, he, he said, he was like, well, what do you consider underage? And he was like, well, anything under 18. Right. And he's like, well, down here in Belize, 14 is legal or whatever he said. Oh, yeah. I, like, I think it might've been something younger than 17. I think it was like 16 is legal. Over yeah. There. Something like that. Something really janky like that. And I was just like, oh wow, this guy's a this guy's a real pedophile yeah <laughs> yeah it was really weird like the dude is like in his 70s now like yeah. he's pushing 80 so at this time period this is only like 2012 or yeah, something like so that. he was probably like already in his 60s which like is early creepy. 60s like 60 60 year old dude hooking up with like 16 year old girl is like yeah yeah I, i'm not okay with this one i'm okay with you pooping on people or <laughs> eating poop yourself or whatever <laughs> Whatever you want to do with the poop, go ahead and do it. Like, but this whole thing is just like, oh, like, and 
it, it it's fucking crazy. Um, and he looks like a pedophile too because oh, he, he has like he has like that weird scraggly like goateed or whatever. Like it's not even well kept. You know he hung out with Epstein. Like he looks like the guy. Well, they were in the same area of the Caribbean. You're, yeah, like you telling me that like Epstein didn't tell him like just come down here. The girls are. <laughs> 16 and over is, like, legal or something. Like, I'll let them poop on you. Yeah. <laughs> and he had, like, those weird, like, fucking, like, tribal tattoos, like, on his oh, shoulders yeah. and shit. He was, like, in the la- I remember one picture I saw of him. He was, like, in the lab with, like, a microscope. And, like, he has, like, this, like, Under Armour fucking sleeveless shirt on and shit. And you see, like, these really bad, like, tribal tattoos and shit. The f- my favorite part about his whole look is his frosted tips. Yeah. Like, he constantly, like, does, like, the worst frosted tips, like, Justin Timberlake in 1998. Yeah. Like looking frosted tips. Just missing the kooka shell. Oh shit. my god, it's so bad. Like he should be wearing an echo shirt. Remember Echo? <laughs> or is it Gecko? Echo. Echo? Okay, yeah. Like the Rhino. No, 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 no. I'm thinking of Gecko then. Remember oh, okay. you don't remember Gecko? Oh yeah, it was like the surf. Yeah, it was clothing. like some like really it was like Mervin's version of like <laughs> surfing. I remember because I had some gecko shirts. Yeah, the gecko had sunglasses, pink yeah. sunglasses. On. Yeah, and he yeah. was like a surfer dude. Yeah, <laughs> if you wear if you wear gecko clothing now in 2020, you're a fucking pedophile. Yeah, but remember Bugle Boy? <laughs> Do I? Bugle Boy is just funny to me. I but anyway. corduroy Bugle Boys, dude. Back in the fucking 90s, man, I wish I could time travel and go to the East Hills Mall. Oh, like I wish I could go to the East Hills Mall in 1998. And like listen to like Beastie Boys and like go see whatever like Jurassic Park, The Lost World or whatever was out yeah. back then. Oh, seems so fun. But anyways, yeah, <laughs> the dude's a fucking like psycho pervert. The thing that like really draws a lot of attention to him. This is the big thing. Mm-hmm. So he had a neighbor. Do you have the neighbor's name? Uh, yes, Gregory Fall. Gregory Fall. So Gregory Fall is his neighbor, and his like a lot of like rich Americans, they go down in Belize to live there just to like retire. It's a lot cheaper to live down there, and you basically get to live like royalty. So he's down there, and he's living next to John Mac- Maccabee. <laughs> John Malkovich. <laughs> um, and he seems to constantly have these issues with his dogs. His dogs seem to just be running wild. He doesn't keep them in order. It seems to be like the neighborhood menaces, the dentist the menaces, if you will, of the mm-hmm. neighborhood, where like they'll tear your shit up if if they come close to it. Um, and it doesn't look like their fences are very well developed. Like I guess some of it is like metal link, like chain link fence. But I guess over there they live that fucking yellow lifestyle where yeah. like they don't believe in fences really. So like he's has he's keeps complaining about his dogs, and I guess he talks to him and and uh, John. I'll just call him John from now on. John says, "Yeah, they're a real nuisance. So I wish I could do something about them." And and they're like these like pit bull inbreds yeah. too. Like so oh, they're yeah. like fucking vicious as shit. They're borderline hyenas looking things. But <laughs> um, but I guess the guy's like so fucking pissed that he gets meat and he like puts rat poison in it mm. and just throws it over the fence over the, like this janky ass like fence. It's chicken wire. Yeah, chicken wire fence, and like the dogs pretty much all die. Not instant instantaneously but they all start dying to the point where like his like fucking like ms-13 looking dudes come out there and like have to put him down like in front of him and in front of his girlfriends which i guess his girlfriends were also owners and this is where my theory will kick in later on but he was not the sole owner of the dogs but um but his girlfriends were very angry about this and this is where I feel for him a little bit, like, because, I mean, I'm a dog owner. I have four dogs. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I love animals. You know, I'm, a, I'm an animal lover. I'm, a, I'm, I'm fucking, I'm the white Caesar, half white Caesar Milan, if you will. 
and I can whisper to any dog, if you will. And even the worst dogs, like, I don't wish that upon them. Like, I always think of, like, you know, dogs and shelters, you know, being put down and shit. And it fucking breaks my heart and shit because, you know, they didn't ask for this life. And then, like, when someone, like, deliberately, like, fucking, like, poisons them, poisons them, like, that's heartbreaking. Like, yeah, I know they're a nuisance and whatnot and shit, but, like, at the same time, like, dogs are fucking man's best friend. Like, I yeah. I feel like I can befriend any dog, right? Like, any vicious dog, I feel like I can befriend. Like, I feel like they're... Google is a thing at this time. Like, you can figure out, like, how to, like, you know, teach these dogs yourself, like, it, you know, to get them or whatever, right? But, like, I can just put myself in my shoes. Like, you have 12 of these dogs, and they're poisoned. Like, that's, like, one of the most heartbreaking thing. Like, when you see something being poisoned like that, that's a very... I don't care who you are. If you're fucking, like, Hitler, or if you're fucking Stalin, or you're fucking Kim Jong-un, like, seeing a fucking poor animal get poisoned and, like, die a slow death, like, that's a heartbreaking, like, instance. So, whether it was... John, I'm about to John. Say Mr. it's so much easier just to call him John. John, <laughs> John Malcolm, John Malkovich. I don't care if you're John. I don't care if you're one of the 16 year old fucking eight prostitutes or whatever. I don't care if you're the MS13 guy. There's somewhere like in your cold left ventricle that's gonna fucking break a little bit. Like when you see these dogs fucking die like that. The fact that those like like MS13 dudes were like, we don't want them to suffer. We're gonna put them down right now. Yeah, just shows you the level of like of suffering yes but also like how cold his neighbor was like mm. i don't want to say he deserved to die but that was pretty fucked up like you you took a bunch of lives like wherever you land in the morality thing it's like those are still like living creatures and you just killed a bunch of them man's best friend for and, like pleasure or something and he actually was bragging about it like before he actually did it like he was at some bar or whatever some like the the fucking enchanted tiki room in fucking Bailey's or whatever <laughs> and he was fucking saying like hey man I fucking hate fucking John's dogs like I'm gonna poison him and this is like two weeks before he actually did it so he kind of like kind of dug your own grave on that dude yeah definitely um so literally the next fucking day somebody breaks into his house and kills him and this is where like shit like hits the fan because at this point the authorities want to clearly speak to John and John does the most John thing ever and, like, fucking flees and just, like, yeah. dips on Belize. And, like, literally at this point, it turns into a fucking comic book. Because as he's fleeing, he, he like, illegally has someone, like, smuggle him into, what's the neighboring country? Oh, Guatemala. Guatemala. So, he like, gets smuggled into Guatemala and, like... Do you have the whole thing of like when he gets captured in Guatemala? I sure fucking do. So go for it because so, it's so funny. He's kind of a dumbass in this sense and he's kind of a like an attention whore as well because he contacts Vice for like some, you know, interview or whatever that they're doing. And they're basically Vice was doing what we're doing right now, just documenting like his fucking crazy ass life. And one of the reporters kind of fucks up in like geo, um, you know, like on a photo, like you'll have like all that like information, like the date, the time, like you do an iPhone picture. And it has like everything on there, and they actually left like the geolocation on there, and they made he made it a point to say, hey, like don't let anybody know, you know that you know where I'm at right now. And so the reporter fucked up and kept the geolocation on it, and it put him like at the resort that him and like one of his 17 year old prostitute girlfriends were staying at. And so I guess like authorities from Guatemala and Belize like storm upon him, and they fucking arrest him. So that's actually, do you remember when they captured El Chapo? Oh, yeah. That's actually like pretty similar to when they captured El Chapo. Like with Sean Penn and shit? Yeah. 
like people need to stop fucking with vice and like celebrities and all that shit. Like that's a, that's a, that's an interesting topic that maybe we should cover later on the line as well. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> the whole capture of this whole thing is like, this is when he fakes a heart attack, right? Yeah. Okay. This is like my favorite part as he's like being captured. He like fakes the heart attack and it's like the fakest, like fake heart attack ever. Cause this is not like what a, what you would imagine someone going through a heart attack, like clenching their heart and like, oh my god, like it's these are like last- it's like very like a uh, Sanford and Son, if you will, yeah, yeah. And so like, <laughs> as like the camera is on him like the entire time, because this is like all being like, documented by dunk. Vice, yeah. So the the, the camera is on him. He, he's like telling the nurses like, no, no, don't take my clothes off. <laughs> not in front of the media yeah and it's just so funny the fact that he's like no no keep my clothes on they're like uh aren't you having a heart attack how are you talking <laughs> it is like the most like ridiculous over the top thing where it's like dude you fucking faked this heart attack right now like you're getting rushed into like heart surgery right now when you don't even need a <laughs> and like yeah which becomes like a trend later on like towards the end of the story but like He's, he admits that he did fake the heart attack. And the reason why was low-key kind of like lawfully genius. Because I guess at this time, like he had like uh, a lawyer, like one of the prostitutes or whatever, like had a brother or an like uncle or whatever that was a lawyer in Guatemala who said like, oh, shit, if you have like a heart attack or fake a heart attack, you know, while they're arresting you, they can't deport you unless they file the paperwork by 3 p.m. or whatever, you know, their time or whatever. But if you're in the hospital at that time and they're unable to book you and do all their fucking Guatemala shit to fucking deport you back to Belize to, you know, go on trial for murder or whatever, you can get scot-free. So he files an appeal, and instead of getting deported back to Belize, he fucking hightails it to fucking uh, Miami, Florida. Yeah, it's fucking genius. And this is, okay, so this is 2013 at this point, right? I believe so, yeah. Okay, this is also when he does his, like, first YouTube video of, like... <laughs> this is genius. It, so it's, like, him and a bunch of, like, prostitutes. I guess one of them had become his wife at this point. Mm-hmm. And, and, like, it's just him, like, hanging out. But he also, like, do, ends the video by, like, taking a gun and, like, shooting the computer with, like, McAfee, like, and the name of the video. The name of the video is like how to uninstall McAfee fucking antivirus and yeah. shit. Yeah. It's fucking it's it's genius. Like he at this point he knows he's a caricature of like himself now. It's hilarious. Like he's taking it to the next fucking level now. It's it, it's pretty genius the fact that he's like buying into his own hype now. But I, I don't know. At this point I was just like, This guy's a fucking genius. Like I can't believe like this guy is like he, he seems like a reality TV TV show should be following him. But they're not. Like, he's just doing this for, like, the fucking, like, for no audience, really. Unless, like, the news finds out. But Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but one thing, too, though, is um, I believe it was the Showtime documentary. They were digging into the whole, you know, Gregory Fall, like, murder or whatnot. And they they've come, they come they get, like, one of his, like, groundskeepers or whatever to, to be interviewed. And uh, they said that, like, hey, like, um, John... <laughs> he he, uh, he gave me five thousand uh, dollars to give to this guy named Mac Ten, and they're like, "Well, why did he give Mac Ten five thousand dollars?" And he goes, "To kill the to kill the guy, Greg." And so, the real quick backstory about Mac Ten, you know, going into the whole paranoia of fucking John, is that I guess earlier there was another person that got murdered. Um, oh shit, I have the name David Middleton, who was a friend of Mac Ten. 
and they were all like kind of like low key like like local gangsters or whatever. And the way like John like built it up was like, oh, they're like fucking MS thirteen. They're like fucking the the Mongols or the Hell's Angels of Belize or whatever. But it was just like literally just like like little like a little group of Aladdins that were just like stealing bread to eat or whatever. But uh, this David David Middleton guy like he broke into one of uh, John's compounds down there in Belize, you know, and stole like some fruits and shit, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> and um, so what ended up happening is like. Um, john's like bodyguards and shit they took him out to the the middle of the the jungle or whatever and like beat the shit out of him and pretty much like murdered him or whatever some accounts say that john you know like typical like fucking pablo escobar status like you know his bodyguards beat him up and john went out there and like shot him in the face but you know none of this can be confirmed because nobody's talking only just like quiet rumblings of murders or whatever or murmurs if you will Uh but anyways um as gossip tends to happen in like a small isle, a small island country such as Belize, um, there was rumblings that this guy Mac Ten, friend of David Middleton, was looking to murder John. And at this time, John, like we totally skipped over this part, he was trying to take over um, this little like village within Belize, I believe, uh, Carmelita. He basically like showed up one day to this village. And just said, like, just kind of declared himself, like, the king of Carmelita or whatever. And he started, like, arming all the police and paying them or whatever yeah. just so that he could do whatever. And so <laughs> in his own fantasy land thing, he brings uh, Mac-10, you know, to, you know, a very open, you know, like, cafe within Carmelita and says, hey, I understand that you are trying to murder me, but I don't want us to be, um, you know— what was I'm looking like adversaries? He goes, I want us to be partners. And so Mac 10 even says later on, he's like, I wasn't going to murder him. Like I had no, like any ambitions or whatever. I probably like would have like fought him or whatever. Cause he killed my homeboy or whatever. But like, I didn't even own a gun or whatever. Right. And he goes, but he said, I'll pay you like $4,000 a week. Like if you and your gang joins my gang and we help run this fucking like little village Carmelita together. So he kind of brings him in as a business partner and like overcompensates him for yeah. like his services and whatnot. But the rumor is, is that he paid him $5,000 to Merck fucking, you know, that Gregory fall. Yeah. The whole thing with the Gregory fall thing. Um, so one of his main girls, I can't remember her name. I should have written it down. Was it the Miami girl or no, she's still in Belize. Oh, okay. Um, so she's actually the one that tried to kill him. Oh, okay. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, she's the one that a lot of people point to and say like she definitely had like the attitude to like kill someone. Mm-hmm. And apparently like it was like her idea like because I guess two of the dogs were like her dogs. Like these were definitely like her babies. Um, she was the one that was like I want to fucking kill this guy myself. Like, like, like fuck hiring someone. I'm going to go over there and do it. And I guess John was like unaware of this, that this is the rumor that people were saying that John wasn't aware of this. And he was hooking up with the youngest of the girls who also makes a cameo in the documentary still looks really fucking young. Yeah. Um, even by today's standard, like today, like whatever, five years later, she (laughs) probably only is like 21 now. But, um, like I, apparently, some people think that she went in there, killed him, and like she's she's actually like a pretty intimidating looking lady right now. Yeah. Like she looks like someone's Thea. Yeah, like <laughs> she looks like she fucking like fucks shit up on, on the weekends. Yeah, at the Lowrider National, so don't go to that Lowrider <laughs> National. 
But yeah, I don't know. That's just a theory out there. I kind I I kind of buy it a little bit because John doesn't seem like the murdering type. Yeah, but um, twenty twenty does go to his house. He still lives a fucking very paranoid life. Um, when he did go to uh, Miami, when uh, you got you know. The, or he was fleeing the Belize fucking authorities or whatever. The first night he gets there, he meets a street prostitute named Janice Dyson. They end up spending two days together, and they end up marrying. And now John is like 30 years older than this woman, so she's probably like 30 years old. So she's not quite 17 or whatever. But he ends up marrying this prostitute. 2020 catches up with him. She's like all over the interview. Like he goes to say something about like the, you know, the whole Gregory oh, Falk case. Him. Yeah, she goes, does this look like a man that would, uh, I don't know why she has a Belize accent. She's from Miami. Uh, but she uh, stops him from talking. Does this look like a man that would kill anybody? And then like the reporter, like you can tell like in his eyes, he's like, yeah, this motherfucker looks crazy as shit. He's got like fucking machine guns just like laying like in the corner, like all four corners of every like room that they walk in and shit. Oh, that's when he's living in Portland already. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and man, yeah. He's playing like some beautiful like sonata like on a fucking piano and he's got like this like Mac 10, like literally a Mac 10 fucking just laying there like pointing at the reporter and shit. And I'm just like, dude, this guy is fucking like insane in the fucking membrane and shit. That's when they have like some like fat cholo looking guy and he's like, this guy's former law enforcement and this guy is like former military. Like, uh-huh. and then they ask him like, so like Bill Gates is pretty rich and like he doesn't walk around with like all these people. Like, why do you do this? <laughs> and he's like, I think his excuse is like, not that you know of, like you don't know what Bill Gates is like doing. I'm sure Bill Gates has a lot of security around him. Like, yeah. But, um, yeah, not to the level where, like, these guys look like they, they're they going to fucking do some illegal shit kind of thing. Yeah. Like, they just get a kick out of, like, carrying a gun. Yeah. <laughs> but anyways, um, the family of Gregory Fall, because he's, he's an American uh, citizen, the yeah. family of Gregory Fall, they actually take him to civil court, and John loses that lawsuit and he has to he's supposed to be paying the family 25 million dollars to which he says i'm never going to pay that he says i have and this is where he always gets himself in trouble too where he's just like i have like multiple like he says like something crazy ridiculous like i have a hundred lawsuits that i've lost and i haven't paid one penny of it or whatever right which leads into like when he tries to (laughs) when he tries to run for president of the libertarian party he has to run like almost exclusively all of his campaign like overseas or, or apparently he says overseas because if he was to re-enter the United States again, he would be captured for tax evasion and whatnot. <laughs> Jesus Christ, man. Like, and that the IRS are out to kill him. You know what? The IRS is the ultimate, like you can't escape it no matter what. Like yeah. they will hunt you down at three in the morning, like no matter where you're at. Which I can kind of agree with. I can't say too much about what my job is or whatever, but when you think of every like, you know, agency like within the federal government like they all kind of have like their own like little like police force if you will but even the post office like has like their own like quasi like fbi that will like fuck you up and like like make you bite a curb and shit so it's like don't don't fucking think that fucking the the irs doesn't have the same fucking kind of dudes and shit dude even the fucking vatican has like fucking what's their like the mafia (laughs) <laughs> no, they have uh, Opus Day. Like Opus Day is like their oh, military. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Like, yeah. Don't fuck with the Vatican. Man. We're gang banging for Christ. Dude. Hey, this for <laughs> this one for Cristo. <laughs> and then like knocks you out. We need to join that fucking <laughs> yeah. gang, dude. Opus Day. Low riding for Jesus and shit, dude. That just gave me a t-shirt idea. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of which, um, but 
Yeah, man. Like 2000, what year? I mean, I guess really after 2013, it all turns into a jumble. Yeah. Because the dude tries to run for president in 2016. He's actually currently running for president right now. Correct. Um, which is like amazing that he's not in prison. <laughs> I know. Uh, it's also amazing that he has the financial means of still running for president. Wait, like, which makes me think like this is why he has probably like offshore accounts because there's no cheap venture just to run a presidential campaign or whatnot. And I guess like re- this is like super like recently, like within the last few days, like he actually lost to um, somebody for the Libertarian nomination, Joe Jorgensen actually got it. And so once that happened, he was like campaigning to be the vice president. Uh, nominee or whatever he was trying to be kamala harris if you will um but he got indicted him and everybody that was working with him on his 2016 campaign got indicted for tax fraud oh my god dude liber okay i i know right now i'm just i've been saying this every five seconds that is a political party that i think also deserves its own topic just because i feel like where we are right now in america is like everyone's like kind of like like libertarian becomes like that new cool thing whatever it's like very alt-right-ish and like yeah very like posting memes or whatever like ah, have, ah. You, have you seen that clip and it was one of the clips that he posted to his twitter i want to say where it was it had him gary johnson as the only two sane and i say that like in air quotes sane nominees for the libertarian party and the other like nominees or whatever or candidates or whatever for the nomination they were saying some stupid ass shit like one of the questions was like do you think that american citizens should have to be forced to have a driver's license and like one of the guys were saying like driver's license what's next you're gonna have to have a license to toast your own toast within your house and like that's where like when i think libertarian party like that's where like the mind frame is like with them oh my god what i I don't but there's a girl online that we don't agree with. A oh, lot of, Yeah, and it's just like, God damn, like, just because you follow law does, <laughs> doesn't mean you're a sheep. <laughs> I, I hate that. I just I just hate hearing that kind of thing. I'm just saying. Sheeple. It's funny because it's like she really follows a lot of memes. Like, she's willing to follow a meme, but, like, not follow, like. The mask mandate. Yeah, yeah. and it's just like really come on like you're more of a sheep by following this fucking meme <laughs> of this person you don't even know just saying that came from russia probably yeah it's like yeah. you don't even know the person who posted this yeah you don't even know why you're doing this like you don't you don't need like okay so the the one we're referring to is that i guess like on like september 11th we're not gonna wear a mask anymore and it's like you don't have to wear a mask right now like you don't like you just don't have to wear one but like is it still prohibited like these these are private businesses like you don't have you don't you can't walk into a target right now without a mask like Correct. that they own that property like you don't fucking they don't own this isn't like an american thing you can go to the park without a mask though it's one of the, like to tie it into the whole fucking like john mcafee thing like some people they believe like when, when we talk about american freedom they think that means like oh i have the freedom to do whatever i want whether that, you know, implicitly like affects anybody else or not is not my problem. I can do whatever I want because that's their definition of freedom. And that's always what I have a problem with. And it's like, no, that's not what freedom means. Freedom means you are guaranteed certain freedoms to do whatever you want as long as it doesn't infringe on other people's freedoms. And like, again, like with John McAfee, like when he was trying to take over Carmelita, like he just has like this very selfish, 
idea of freedom where it's just like he can do whatever he wants. Like to the point where you sent me this and where he was caught in uh, the airport. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Speaking of the whole mask thing. <laughs> Good tie-in. I didn't even think about that. Yeah, no, I was, you set it up right for it, baby. Yeah, I mean, he, he gets stopped because he refuses to wear a real mask. He's wearing, I believe, a thong on his face <laughs> as a mask. And that's actually like the most recent thing on his Wikipedia, by the way. Yeah. That's why I was just like, this is so funny that this is going on. But yeah, I mean, the the guy like does not want to wear a mask. He will wear a thong on his face for for a mask. That lace thong at that. It's not even like like a fucking leather thong or whatever. Something's gonna keep the droplets in. Like it's like it might it might even be edible thong. I don't know. They didn't get into detail how the thong was, but they said it was a lace thong. Like literally, like not you ain't you ain't holding nothing back on that. It's man. it's so funny, man. Like. I don't know. God bless him. That's all I'll say. I, yeah. I do think, you know, like this kind of takes us to present unless you have more things. Not really. I mean, the only thing it has is that George Young, you know, the guy from Blow, like the main character yeah. from Blow, apparently he'll be writing his bio, writing John's biography called No Domain. Uh, apparently there's a movie in the works called King of the Jungle, which is supposedly supposed to be starring Johnny Depp, Michael Keaton, Seth Rogen. And all those people have dropped out as potential leads to play John McAfee. And now Zach Efron is now in talks as starting his you know what, like though? John McAfee. This is like disaster artist style, though. Mm-hmm. Like, you have to do a disaster artist style. Like, yeah. Because that's the character you're playing. Like, like Tommy Wiseau and him are, like, pretty much cut from the same cloth. Yeah. Like, just one guy. Like, actually, I don't know where Tommy Wiseau gets his money. We still don't know. We know very little about him. But, um... But I mean, that's that's the angle you have to approach this. Like, you have to come at this from a comedic point of view. At the same time, it's like there's some very serious and dark things going on here, like some very pedophiliac like type of vibes. And I, I, I nothing was confirmed with the age of those girls, by the way. That's why I don't want to just full on accuse them of it. But at the same time, it seemed like if I'm a betting man, I'm gonna bet that those girls are pretty close to 15, 16 years old. I, yeah. So, <laughs> um, yeah. All I'm saying is, I I think, and I, I referenced this earlier in the podcast, I do think that maybe in the 1960s, um, you know, that was a lifestyle you're living. I think that once you started encountering money, because working for NASA, you're not going to be broke. You're not going to be your average college student where you're fucking scrambling for Xerox, leftover pizza. Lockheed Martin, like yeah. all these places. Like you're, you're going to have a nice paycheck. Yeah. You're so, Patrick Bateman at this point. He's Yeah, he's basically living that life of like playboy millionaire. Um, and I think once you, especially after he makes that giant contract for the hundred million dollars, what's going to stop you? Who's going to be your no man? Who's going to be stopping you from saying like, Hey, you need to chill the fuck out. Everybody becomes a yes man at that point. I think he just basically goes off the rails Mm -hmm. and never really recovers. Like you can do cocaine till three in the morning and like put a fucking thong on your face. Because you're buying the police at this point, like wherever you go, like except for in America, obviously, because he's fucking uh, always on the run, if you will. But yeah, like again, like you can fucking escape to Belize, pay off the police and own your own fucking village, if you will. Yeah. And the sad part about this, not to make this super political, but... Some fucking, like, QAnon dude's going to hate me for saying this, but, like, he's not that much, like, away from, like, the things that Donald Trump has done. Like, like he's not that much crazier. Like, yes, the whole Belize and, like, pooping on girls thing. Like, yes, we don't know if Donald Trump's peed on girls or not. We don't know. Maybe. But everything else is, like, 
like I'm gonna be a dude that like walks into beauty pageants to like see girls naked and like mm-hmm. like again like those girls are kind of underage. You probably shouldn't do that, Donald Trump. Yeah. But everything about him is like I'm gonna do some shady businesses. I'm gonna do like every everything about him is like except the, the difference is probably this guy is way more educated than Donald Trump and didn't yeah. ride his like parents' coattails. And I believe I mean he actually shoots a gun, so he would actually protect the Second Amendment. I don't yeah. think Donald Trump's ever even. <laughs> held out a gun in his life yeah just saying i don't know this guy definitely an interesting movie i'd love to see this movie i would too actually yeah regardless of who plays him i mean you said you said who was zach efron was in zach efron's the current as of right now uh september what we're september September 6th 6th. by the way happy seven month birthday to my uh baby boy oh dang yeah i gotta put the spider-man costume on him right now um, but yeah, it started it, right now. Currently, is Zach Efron's in talks to star as him. Uh, but initially, it was Johnny Depp. Then it moved on to Michael Keaton, and then Seth Rogen. And I think those all like different body types, different looks. Like they just, I don't see how Michael Keaton and Zach Efron are in the same. I think Zach Efron kind of throws me off a little bit because I can see Johnny Depp like doing it, knocking out of the park because. He knocks it out of the park with Hunter S. Thompson. Yeah. Oh, my God. Like, that's still, like, one of my all-time favorite movies. And then anything else Johnny Depp has done, he's kind of a weird dude, but he's he's able to do it. Michael Keaton, I could see doing it, just in just doing it a more serious role. He's He started off as a comedic actor, so I can see him kind of, like, sneaking in some of the comedy as well. So I could see Michael Keaton doing a good job. And then for Seth Rogen, like you said, it would have to totally be, like, a comedy movie at that point. Like yeah, at that point you're basically paraphrasing his life because it's just like this dude's a chubby dude, like looks very Jewish. He would have to get the frosted tips, I guess, <laughs> to just try to like get on the same level. I guess Zac Efron, you have to age him up, but um, I know that. Damn, that's it. That's all I can think of. I mean, I like to see Tom Hardy play everyone, but not this role. Yeah. <laughs> I can't think of anyone that would play him. Damn, Michael Keaton is actually not. I think about him like it would make sense because he's older. Yeah, they would just have to get him a wig because he's bald now. Yeah, uh, that Birdman role. That's like where I was thinking with it. Like, okay, like yeah, he does have some comedic chops still. He's an, a legitimate actor, so I can see Michael Keaton actually doing like a real bang up job with it as well. Also, uh, James Franco would be a good person. I like to see James. Well, Franco. yeah, you're right. We haven't seen him since this whole pedophilia thing. Oh, though the Me Too thing. Yeah. Yeah, I guess he ate someone's crotch out <laughs> or something. I don't yeah, know. I don't know. You got in some hot waters. Yeah. Um. Anyways, I hate to wrap this one up, but I do have to get to a fancy football draft today. Yes, sir. So Art, bring <laughs> us home a little bit. Guys, I want to give a shout out. This one's uh, interesting because if you're listening to us today, then it'll make sense. Um, Kim and Kat are doing a live stream today. At like 10 p.m. I'm going to try to stay up. That's way past my bedtime. Um, I'm going to watch Mulan today to try to stay up and then watch them after. But uh, they're doing a live stream today of their podcast. So go ahead and check them out. I think they're doing it on Instagram live. Let me check. They posted something about it. Uh, Watch.everything.org. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, check them out on Instagram. I'm sure they have links to it. I don't know what the... You, you don't follow that link. <laughs> That's going to give you a virus. Um, anyways, um, but yeah, shout out to them. 
I love their podcast. It's getting to that spooky time of the year where you want to get in that vibe. So go ahead and check them out. And hopefully we'll be able to collaborate with them. I'm hoping. Um, I'm hoping. We've been trying that since last year, but they're busy people. And so are we. So uh, with that said, make sure you go to the Podbelly Network where you'll see other podcasts such as our sisters at Kim and Kit. Let's try to stay alive, maybe. Our other sisters from... uh, We're not not sure sure yet. yet. You know, they're back in full force now. Um, Sorry. I scared Jacob's dog. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> don't, don't wake the demon <laughs> as well as you know other great podcasts such as the podcast such as nerds on topic such as sofa king the world famous sofa king who without them none of this pod belly stuff would be possible uh, make sure you check out our sponsors at cavemancoffee.com use promo code america for 15 percent off as well as the flavorful oh my god i almost burped right there flavorful el yucateco hot sauce contagious burping's contagious i've been burping this whole episode so i hope nobody noticed i feel like your grandpa uh from willy wonka and the chocolate factory and i'm charlie right now oh yeah i'm like like now we're gonna start floating up in the air uh but anyways guys make sure you go you know find el yucateco post yourself tag us tag them so that way they see that art and jacob are doing the lord's work and sending you guys to the proper hot sauce gods if you will uh make sure you follow us on all the social medias at art jacob do america except for twitter we are at art jacob do a one make sure you go to the website that art has lovingly put together i gotta put some more love in there it's been a while since i've been on there it's fine right now but um (laughs) at art jacob do america.com guys we are officially a dot com right now make sure you go to the t public store searching for art and jacob do america where you can buy a badass t-shirt right like this I keep forgetting to buy a mask because we have masks up there with all three logos. We got the official R. Jacob Do America logo. We got the Ride the Lightning logo des- designed by Nicole Smith Bosch. We also have the Zigzag Man Chronic I Man. I have the Zigzag Man shirt. I, for some reason, I was like, I'm not going to wear it until the weather's fine enough to wear a long sleeve. But I'm wearing a long sleeve today and it's like 110. And it's black. Yeah. yeah. What was wrong with me? I don't know. You <laughs> fuck. <laughs> but anyways go there pick yourself up a mask do the lord's work you know just comply come on guys don't be a libertarian <laughs> it's true don't and we? i don't know what else oh yeah make sure you go to the youtube guys we need to get that channel up more i mean we'll get an episode download like i think last episode like the end of the world one we got like 2500 downloads which is very respectable i, I dig that um but we go to the youtube channel and like we'll be lucky if we get 90 so i don't know if it's youtube like fucking like burying us like in the algorithm to what but also, too, who wants to sit there and watch a two-hour uh, YouTube video? I don't know. Maybe it's my fault. But <laughs> <laughs> anyways, guys, check us out on all the stuff. Keep telling your mamas and your boo-boos, too. And with that said, Art, do you got anything? That's it. Enjoy the show. Have a good night. Bye.